Happy Friday. You're listening to The Rumor Mill. I'm Spencer, and today I am joined by a very special co-host all the way from her college dorm room. Pay attention, please, in the words of Danielle Staub, and welcome my good friend and partner in crime, Abby. Hey, guys. Long time no see. I know. It's been a while. I miss you. I miss you, too. I'm excited, though. You're going to be my co-host this week. We have so much to talk about. Oh, God, we do. We do. But let's start off with the TRM Song of the Week, which is my pick this week. And you're going to be shocked. It's a Mariah Carey song. Oh, I could have never guessed. It's her 1993 ballad, Without You, which is one of my favorite Mimi songs of all time. And it just, it resembles how I feel this week. Because... If you listen to the lyrics, the chorus goes, I can't live if living is without you, which after the RHOC premiere this week, it's how I feel about Tamara and Vicky. I can't live. Can we talk about that? Can we please just go straight headfirst and just talk about the premiere? Let's, Let's recap the Real Housewives of Orange County premiere. Everyone tuning in, welcome to your weekly pop culture news guide. Let's get down to business and break down RHOC. So what did you think? Okay, so starting off, the little montage they had at the beginning. Was, yes. It, it just made me cry. I know. Seeing Tamara and seeing Vicky with like Shannon and the and the Trace Amigas, it just made me so sad. And I didn't know if I could like watch the rest of the episode because I knew that Tamara wasn't going to be there. The show was definitely weird. Like it felt. Like, there was this big, huge hole in the middle of it. Like, it was kind of sad. I don't know. It's it's kind of hard to explain. It was kind of like you were waiting for something to happen. Like, I was waiting for Tamara to knock on the door. Or Vicky. Or, like, waiting. I I don't know. It It was very weird to me. And this is the first time in, like, 12, 13, 14 years that Vicky and Tamara are not on TV. It's what's ruining 2020. Hello? So you haven't watched RHOC for a long time, it feels like. So this season 15 cast is like really new to you. So it's season 15. Season 15. Isn't that insane? Um, So I want to get your opinions on the cast, especially I want to know what you think of the newbie, Elizabeth. What do you think about her? I like her. You know, I like her too. She seems like a young Vicky. I know. She was married to a billionaire. Mm-hmm. And you know, she was from, like, Hillbilly, Missouri, you know, and she's going to and she's made it. an entrepreneur for herself. She doesn't want to be that bobblehead arm candy that she was talking about. Yeah, and I loved, I died when she told the story of how she met her husband. She walked over to him and knew who he was and started singing Big Spender. <laughs> like, iconic. I just... I, I love her already. I think she's like really normal and level-headed. 
And I say she's like a young Vicky because she seems like a whoop it up gal, but at the same time, she's like a really hardworking, self-made entrepreneur. And mm-hmm. I'm so here for the whole dog rescue ranch storyline. Yes. That seemed like really real. I want to like learn more about like that whole backstory and I want to see, you know, her like progress and have like the show, like show her like starting that. I think that's yeah. so cool. I've actually talked to her a few times. Um, have? I have. She is so nice. Um, it's really funny because the day the taglines came out, I think last week, I sent, she follows us on Instagram and I sent her the video and I was like, I love your tagline. Um, I think it's like, I made money the old fashioned way. I married it and then I made more or something. Um, and it was so weird because they didn't play the taglines in the episode. Um, but I, I sent her the video and I was like, oh my gosh, I love your tagline. And she was like, wait, what? When did these come out? We haven't even seen these yet. Um, she just seems like really like kind of spunky and like spontaneous and she seems fun. So I I am interested. I think that she was a good fit. Um, what do you think about Gina? You know, I think... I think I'm tired of her already. Well, I don't know how interesting her storyline is going to be this season gina has been on the show for three years and at this point yeah and her storyline has always been you know separating from her husband being a single mom living in a small home you know living within her means i don't watch Mm -hmm. reality tv to watch people live in their means because that's my life i watch reality tv to watch bronwyn move into her like ten thousand million square foot home (laughs) like i don't at this point, I feel like Gina should have been in the unemployment line last Tuesday. I just, oh I don't understand, like, why would they keep Gina on and yet they would fire Vicky and Tamara? Like, I don't understand well, that. I think it has a lot to do with representation. Yeah, know? but it's it's TV. Like, I don't, I don't want to see you live in your small home. I want to see, you know, I want to see, like, lifestyles of the rich and famous. Definitely being overplayed and is bland, but I, I think she's like, her as a person, I think she's great. In the oh, past. sure, she's a nice person. Her voice, storyline is just not gonna, it's yeah, her voice really irritates me. It's like a weird <laughs> of it New York Valley girl thing, and I can barely listen to her speak. And there's no, well, I was gonna sh- say there's no shade to Gina, I'm being very shady. No, I think that's really who she is. And I think that's great. She's living within her means, which a lot of reality stars don't know how to do. They try and put on an act for the cameras. That I love. I just feel like after three years, couldn't they bring back somebody like Gretchen or Heather or even Alexis to like spice it up? Because we need... I do too. We need to spice it up a little bit. Um, What do you think about Emily? How do you feel about her? You know, I like Emily. I do too. soon yeah because she's she's different but she's normal i like her i like her too i'm excited to see what she's gonna bring this season she has been on the show i think for three years the same amount of time as gina um a lot of the fans don't like them because they came in together and a lot of people including vicky think Mm -hmm. they were like 
their miscastings, like they they kind of didn't they didn't do anything for the show. Um I I don't I don't think I don't I don't agree with that really because I think Emily is very normal and I think that she is I think she's just really cool whereas Gina I think is the weaker link between the two. Um I really Yeah, I can see that. Definitely I if I had the option to cut Gina or Emily, I'd cut Gina. Yeah, and and I've told this story before, but when I was in Newport um last month or so, the minute I got there, I didn't know where to eat, like where to go to dinner. Um because I hadn't been there for like 2 years and I messaged Emily because I've talked to her a few times, um, just like Elizabeth, and she got back to me right away with this whole list of like restaurants to go to. Um, she's always been super nice. So I really like Emily and I think that she gets a lot of hate for being normal. Like someone like Teddy, who's just very yeah. normal, which you need somebody like that. Um, you what? Do, you, do, you need the mediator. You do. Yes. That's who she is. What do you think about Kelly? You know, I have no idea what happened between Kelly and Shannon and Tamara. Okay, let me explain it. Let me explain it. So, oh, okay. Oh, all right. Let me say, I like her. I do too. But let me explain what happened. And then I'll tell you kind of what's going on with her and the fans because the fans have totally turned against her. Um, Okay. So, Tamara and Shannon last season were being sued by Alexis's ex-husband because they trashed him on some podcast interview and Kelly texted Jim and said, I'll be a witness in your case against Tamara and Shannon. Like, I'll be a character witness, like, telling you all about them. And so it totally destroyed her friendship with the two women. Um, Of course. As for Kelly's standing with the fans... She has made lots of insensitive remarks on social media about COVID. Um, you know, she's she just like last week or so at her bachelorette party, she was gifted like a mock hat that said drunk wives matter instead of black lives matter. And so she's done little insensitive things like that that have made the fans really angry. And so at the end of last season, she was like the most loved housewife on that franchise and now there's like boycotts against watching because everyone hates her and they think she should be fired i like her for the purpose of entertainment she stirs up drama she stirs up humor she always delivers and i think without tamra and vicky at this point kelly's kind of all we got so unless they're willing to bring back heavy hitters kelly is one of the only heavy hitters left so I don't I don't know. I like Kelly. I want to see where she goes this season. I'm excited for her about her relationship and making up with Shannon in that scene where Bronwyn kind of had them over to her house. Do you oh think God, the Uno, because so she's now the Una Amiga on the show. That's so funny. That's so shady. <laughs> now, I want your honest opinion, because I have some thoughts about this. Do okay. you think that Shannon and Kelly's makeup, like their apologies were really genuine or do you think they were kind of forced like they had to make up out of convenience because there was such a cast shakeup? you know i don't know these ladies very well but when they were sitting at like Bronwyn's like kitchen table you know talking i could yeah. tell that shannon was not being sincere like yeah I think she said along the lines was like i'm sorry you felt that way and i was like oh, yeah 
And then Kelly said the same thing. Her, like, go to the bathroom, yeah. You know? Yeah, and it just. not taking this seriously. It felt kind of hollow. Like, it was very forced. And I think without Tamara and Vicky, Shannon needs to bond with the rest of the cast to secure her spot. And Kelly needs to make up with Shannon so that we don't have another season of them just biting their heads off. Um, which could result in one of them leaving, which we don't want. Yes, at this point. We need everybody we've got. Interestingly, Kelly and Shannon have actually gone on to like be friends again. Because before the whole Jim Bellino lawsuit, they actually mm-hmm. were good friends. Like They've always had drama, I guess, but they've always been able to be friends. And this, like, destroyed the whole lawsuit. It, like, destroyed their friendship. Um, Since this season has filmed, they've actually been able to make up and become really good friends again, which I'm excited to see. Because I always love, in Housewives, I always love seeing enemies become friends because it's, like, total... Like, it's so different. Um, So that I am excited for. Who else is on the cast? We cover Gina, Emily, Kelly. Do you like Shannon? You know Shannon. John yes, and, you know, like, that was so and cute. Was, like their family is just so cute, and I was like, "That's just like wholesome." But I just like, needed to see that, like, definitely during this whole like COVID time. <laughs> and and she has had a really rocky, she had a really rocky marriage with her ex husband, and like mm-hmm. a whole weight gain and weight loss, and she's been through a lot. So it's nice to see her like with a good guy, and her kids are happy, and in a new house. Yeah. Right across the street from Bronwyn. Yeah, she seems really happy, which I am happy for her. Um, And that leaves us with Bronwyn. So I want to know your thoughts about Bronwyn. This is only her second season, but I feel like the bombshell at the end of the episode was Mm -hmm. crazy. Okay, so tell me what you think about Bronwyn. You know, it takes a lot of guts to admit that you're an alcoholic, especially talking Emily, who is, you know, her friend, who is trying to help her realize that she had a problem, and, you know, that kind of created some distance between them, so Bronwyn going to Emily and, you know, admitting it was something that's super hard to do. And apologizing. Yeah, exactly, you know, admitting that you're wrong and admitting you made a mistake is something that is so hard to do, so, you know, I'm proud of her for doing that. And, you know, I love fun-loving gals. You know I love Sonia and I love Leah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I see, like, someone go off the rails and, you know, have fun, you know, you're my type of gal. But it's good that she acknowledged her problem and I'm excited to see, you know, how that plays out throughout the season. It'll be interesting to see sober Bronwyn because mm-hmm. last season she was crazy. Like, she she liked to party. She liked to make out with Tamra. She liked to bring up risque topics that Vicky called trashy and classless. And I think that there were some classless, trashy moments last season, mm-hmm. you know, with Bronwyn, but that's Housewives. But that's the fun of the Housewives. Exactly. Um, <laughs> I have made it clear that I'm not a huge Bronwyn fan. I've, I've kind of gone back and forth. Like last season when I was watching, I didn't love her. And this has totally changed my opinion about her. Like the fact that she was able to come on and be so like real and like vulnerable and be like, I'm an alcoholic. I have a problem. You know, every time I drink, I throw up. I refill bottles. Yeah. Like 
I have like so much respect for her now. And you know what? I'm I'm proud of her for like coming out with this struggle and being so public with it and being like, I have a problem and doing it mm-hmm. like she could have done it away from the cameras. But I think this is the kind of real storylines that make mm-hmm. housewives and reality TV in general. And sometimes yeah. Some of the other Housewives franchises lack that sometimes. Like Beverly Hills, a lot of it is very surface and glam. This is like taking it to like a real level. And I know on this show, we spill our tea and we throw shade. But I think that having these real moments are important. I mean, I I totally agree. You know, kudos to her. It's so difficult to go out and talk about something so, so personal publicly yourself in that position of being vulnerable and i've seen people like on twitter you know just calling it oh a boring storyline you know she's still boring other people who are like you know you're so brave this is amazing um i i am gonna give bronwyn another chance yeah i mean i'm keeping my eyes open i'm probably gonna be watching this season yeah you know and i'm gonna keep my eyes open for her because i want to see her succeed i I'm looking forward to watching her journey. I mean, last season of Beverly Hills made me a Dorit stan. Maybe this season <laughs> of OC will make me a Bronwyn stan. You never know. Okay. You never know. Yeah, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. But overall, are you excited for this season? Yes, I am. Yeah. Um, I just... I know with, like, Vicky and Tamara leaving... I just, I, I, it's going to be interesting to see if they can pull it off without them. I 100% believe Tamara will be back next season. I think that Bravo will be calling her on their knees. Vicky, I think, has kind of burned that bridge by speaking out about it so publicly, which makes me really sad. Um, But I think they need to bring back some fan favorites and seriously fix the cast right now. I think that there are a lot of good people and there are a lot of bad people. But I'm excited to watch. We will definitely keep up with it. And I know there are lots of fan pages and viewers who are boycotting it and not watching it. I'm going to watch it because even if I don't really agree with what Kelly's doing or saying, I'm not going to let her ruin the rest of the cast or the show. I mean, there's nothing else on. Why not? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, honestly, I mean at the teaser for the next episode after you know the premiere it showed you know them filming during COVID yeah that's honestly something that I want to watch because I want to see how they did it you know so I think that might be one of the reasons that I'm sticking around you know to see how the housewives react to COVID and also to see Emily because she's my fave (laughs) really is she your favorite after the premiere she is my favorite I love that I want to be on the podcast DM me I actually talked to her about it. So that maybe, (laughs) yes. So maybe we'll figure that out. Um, But you know what? The premiere was better than I thought it would be. So I am, I'm intrigued. We're intrigued. The Real Housewives of Orange County airs every Wednesday on Bravo at 9 p.m. And we are ready to get in to some celebrity hot topics of the week. We have a lot to talk about. Demi Lovato and her ex-fiance are in the news again. It's just... Can we talk about this? It never Can we ends. talk about the photos? The photos. Oh my gosh. Okay. Demi Lovato's ex-fiance, Max Eric, was spotted by paparazzi this week, sulking on the beach that he proposed to her on. 
like sitting on the beach, crying. It looked like he was praying. He was just sulking, like totally. Oh my God. Okay. I think he was there to be seen, right? Like he was oh. there to get his moment. Like he knew he was going to be photographed. Like, come on. I just, he can't let it go. He has to let I it mean, go. You know, I, I'm not a fan of Demi Lovato. And from what I'm not I know, either. She seems to have a, fi- like a new fiance every other year. <gasps> oh, so, read her to filth. I'm sorry, Demi. But, you know, I know nothing about this guy. I know nothing about their engagement. I know nothing about, you know, them ending their engagement. But those photos are going to live in my memory as being one of the most funniest things I've ever seen in 2020. Rent-free. They're just going to live in your memory. Yes. I just am so humiliated for him. I just, He's posted on Instagram pictures of him crying. And then, like, the next day he'll post oh. a picture with a new girl. And he's, like, readying new music about their relationship. Some backstory for you. They were engaged for, like, four months. Or, like, they got engaged after knowing each other for four months or some quick little uh-huh. thing like that. And then Demi, like, didn't trust him and he was going off to film a movie and they were fighting. And he claims he found out about their separation through the tabloids. She says it's not true. I mean, all that stuff came out about him tweeting about how much he loves Selena Gomez. It's just a mess. <laughs> just, I feel bad for him and I feel bad for her. Like, I feel like she's doing a good job of moving on and not talking about it because he's keeping it relevant for her. Like, she doesn't have to do any work. He's doing it for her. I mean, as Christine said on Selling Sunset, it is widely known in Hollywood that lots of celebrities call paparazzi on themselves. I I don't, I don't know if I believe he called the paparazzi on himself, but I think he knew he would be seen. Like, come on. I love, I, I, I was literally thinking of, like, another parallel between Selling Sunset, like, in this story, too, with, like, the whole Chriselle and Justin Hartley divorce thing through the tabloids. Yeah. Like, I'm so glad that you said that, Christine line. That's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, he just wanted to be seen. He wanted his moment. So, good luck, Max Eric. Good luck, Demi Lovato. Um, and um, you should make some money off those photos that were taken of you. What a waste of time. Like, the Real Housewives of Orange County was on. Like, didn't... Like, you're on a beach when you could be watching Bravo. Like, get get it together. Love it. Get it together. While we're on the topic of Selling Sunset, because I did bring that up. Yes. Um, Have you heard the news about Davina? I mean, I hear a lot of stuff to the grapevine about Davina. You gotta be a little more specific. She's leaving the Oppenheim group. She quit. Oh, thank God. She's leaving. She quit. She's out. Good. She yeah, is. Start your own brokerage, bitch. No, she's joining a rival firm, Douglas Elman. She's joining their quote very sophisticated developmental division, and she's jumping ship. And she said it was quote a purely business decision. It wasn't about all of the TV show drama, which I don't That's know if I believe. Shit. Yeah, I don't know if I believe that. We are not huge fans of Davina after watching Selling Sunset season three. See, okay, I'm sure that you guys can tell my entire demeanor. Just it just changed. Davina. Davina. It just, it changed. Um, like, I can't with her. As for whether or not she'll still be on the Netflix show, she told People Magazine, quote, I certainly hope I'm still a part of the cast. So. <laughs> Nobody wishes that, sis. But like, she does bring the drama and she is a snake and we, we need a snake in every bunch. So, I mean, I don't really know how she could be on the show if she's working at another brokerage. They would have to do, like, a back-and-forth thing. So... There have to be, like, things 
signed and stuff because like what if what if her other brokerage doesn't want to be on camera yeah exactly well we will see a lot more of a hassle than if you were just to kick her off entirely we will see how that works out um so good good luck davina bye wig (laughs) bye snake (laughs) a story that we've been keeping up with is the whole Tori Lanez or Tori Lanes. I heard it pronounced Tori Lanes now. I've been calling him Tori Lanez for weeks. Maybe I'm mistaken. Is it Lanes? Okay. Is the whole um, Tori Lanes, Megan Thee Stallion shooting incident. Um, so Tori allegedly shot Megan in the foot a few times after like an argument when they were leaving a house party. And oh, get this. He has now been charged with one count of assault with a semi-automatic firearm and one count of carrying a loaded, unregistered firearm in a vehicle. Bro, okay, see, I know nothing about this topic. I have no idea who, like, Tory Lanez is, and I had no idea that Megan got shot in the foot. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, God, that's horrible. That's horrible. But, I mean, charge him with everything that you can, sister. Come on. He is facing 22 years in jail. <laughs> Okay, do you think 22 years is a little excessive? Now, the shooting wasn't fatal. I don't know. I feel like this is like maybe a three to five year crime. Like 22 years is like a long time. Well, okay, so was he charged for the assault? Yes. He was charged with assault and then the carrying of the firearm being unregistered. So so two things. No. No other thing he was charged for? No. Wait, so he got 22 years for that? Yes. Or charged with it. Like, he hasn't been convicted, but it's been, like, charged. He's been charged. That's a little... A little excessive. I mean, what he did was, like, insane. Like, you don't just shoot somebody in the foot because you're having an argument on the way back from a house party. Like, that's insane. But, I mean, I think anything... Anything over 10 years, I mean, even 10 years is a lot. I'm just going to say, I think this is a three to five year crime, honestly. I mean, it definitely does depend on whether he has remorse or like whatever fight they had. There might have been something mentally going on. You know, there might have been anger issues. Maybe he needs to get help. But 22 years seems crazy for this crime. Now, he did recently break his silence, which he hasn't really talked publicly about what happened. He hasn't really made any statements. He's released a song or two that references what happened, but he's never publicly talked about the situation. Megan has. I love she... that he was making songs about the situation while oh. he was getting charged. Oh, like, th- if that can sum up Hollywood, that's just Hollywood. Um, I love it. So here's what his tweet said. Time will tell and the truth will come to the light. I have all faith in God to show that. Love to all my fans and people that have stayed true to me and know my heart. A charge is not a conviction. If you have supported me or Meg through this, I genuinely appreciate you. Okay. I just, I feel like he needs to be charged to the fullest extent possible. 22 years, so I think is a little excessive. And, yeah, he should go away to prison for a while. There should be, like, something put in where, like, they can never see each other again. She yeah, should just... Should have, like, a restraining order. She yeah. Put on some anger management courses. And she is... Her. She's doing her thing. She's making music. She's getting 
you know, her checks from being in WAP. She's good. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. this story just needs to go away. Like, they just need to charge him and be done with it because this happened a long time ago. And it's still really messy and unclear a lot of what happened. So if they're not just going to come out with it, then just charge him and, like, quiet it down. That's how I feel. Exactly. I agree. I forgot to ask you, by the way, do you have your tea with you? Are you drinking tea? I do have my tea. I do. We have a tradition. (laughs) No. We have a tradition here at TRM. We sip tea while we spill tea. So I'm glad that you got the tradition. It's just what we do. And your Keurig. You were really excited about getting a Keurig. Dude, I love my Keurig so much. I love that for you. Like, the one thing you need to get when you move out of your parents' house is a Keurig. Is a Keurig. I'm on it. Okay. Except I don't drink, I don't drink coffee. I'm, I'm a hot chocolate person. I'm basically still 12. Still use a Keurig. Oh, okay. So I don't know if you saw this or not, but there was a huge fight on Keeping Up with the Kardashians between Kendall and Kylie like, they got in, like, a huge physical blowout. Was it a bigger, was it a bigger fight than with Kim and Courtney? <laughs> it was wild. Wild. I am shook. So what happened was, on the episode, I think, last week, Kendall and Kylie were fighting about, like, who was going to wear what outfit to their night on the town. I don't know. Some Kardashian issue. And so they were feuding before the night got started, and then they were out partying, Kylie got wasted, and then on the way home, Kendall asked her to take her back to the city or something. Like, Kendall wanted out, and Kylie was like, I'm not driving you home. Like, I'm not going to take you back into the city. And they got into this huge fight, and Kylie slapped Kendall in the face. Oh, yes. And then Kendall slapped Kylie back in the face, and then... And then Kylie took her heel and put it into Kendall's neck. And then Kendall started kicking Kylie, like in a car. Like these are grown adult women physically fighting in a car. You see, that's a Kardashian cat fight with a K right there. It is. I love that you just said that. <laughs> I mean, is this what siblings do? Yes. Um, I mean, I've had my fair share of rolling on the ground with my sister in a cat fight. So. Oh, really? And there were no cameras. Yeah. Darn. There were no... I know. There were no cameras. Record it. I know. But I mean, this just feels really, like, immature to me. I mean, granted, Kylie was wasted, and then Kendall basically got into the other car, which Chris was in, Courtney was in, Kim and Chloe. They were all in that car, and then they pulled over and picked up Kendall, because I guess Kylie dropped her off at like a gas station or something. I mean, it's just so, it's just so ratchet. Like this is the most ratchet the Kardashians have ever been. Um, Maybe beside the whole Kim and Courtney fight. That was, that was pretty insane. Um, So Kendall gets in the other car and starts like crying and telling them everything that happened. And she's like, I'm never going to speak to Kylie again. I love the Kardashians. So this for me, I'm living for it. I'm here for it. Second to last. Second to last season. I'm watching it. Are you? Are you watching? I'm not watching it. Wow. I've never really been a big Kardashians fan. Wow. 
but I, I'm just seeing a lot of repetition. I mean, last season there were cat fights. Now I'm seeing cat fights again. You know, what are they going to bring True. this season other than, you know, just the stuff we've already seen before? They need to make so up. They need to make up, but they need to do it off camera. And, you know, we know that that's Kendall. That's true. But we know that Kendall and Kylie don't really, there aren't, they aren't on the show all the time because they don't like the cameras. So, I mean, either be on the show and give us this content or don't be on the show. Um, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if, you know, we don't see Kylie anymore. That's true. Or Kendall, because they're both very private. Um, I hope they make up. Good luck to them. Um, I love you, Kardashians. I'm still waiting for Chloe to unblock me, but that's fine. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to like post a meme and I didn't mean to tag her. I'm sorry, Chloe. I still love you though. Um, but keeping up with the Kardashians airs every Sunday on E at I think like 8 PM or something. I don't ever watch it the night of. I always record it and watch it on like a Wednesday or something when I'm not doing anything. Like that's what the show is for. Like when you're not doing anything and you have nothing else, it's on my DVR. It is. It is. It's perfect. Did you know Selena Gomez is doing a new movie? I didn't know that. I didn't know that she was back into acting. (laughs) Did you know that I could care less? (laughs) I mean, honestly, what even is Selena Gomez doing nowadays? Like I know she has like her, her, she has her music. She has a music she, has... she just came out with like a makeup line. Yeah. She's but good. A blockbuster psychological thriller with Selena Gomez in it. Are you kidding? Yeah. Okay. So let's let's give the listeners the rundown. So Selena is being eyed for the starring role in a new psych like a psychological horror thriller scary movie. Um it's called Dollhouse. It's being made by STX Films. They are currently looking for a director, but they want her to reportedly play the lead role and they want her to produce it. And it takes place in like the New York City fashion scene and it's being compared to, um, what was that scary movie a few years ago with Natalie Portman? Black Swan. Yes, it's being compared to Black Swan. I personally don't think that Selena Gomez has the acting chops to pull off an actual movie. I think she's that not Lady Gaga. She can't. No. I think that she's one of those people who can't go from music to acting. And yes, we know she was on Wizards of Waverly Place. She was originally an actor, but that's Disney acting. It does not count. Um, <laughs> I don't think that she... I'm not a huge Selena Gomez fan. I've never really loved her music. Of course I loved her on Disney Channel. Um, yes. But I don't know if she could pull off a starring role in a serious thriller movie what do you think so for me the topic of the movie is kind of turning me off more than her being in it to be honest okay psychological thriller about the new york fashion fashion scene like what even is that going to be about it's called dollhouse there's no set release date i think the screenplay is written they're working on it i i mean like Am I on the edge of my seat to watch it? No. No. Are a lot of people that aren't her fans? Probably not. <laughs> Is this going to be her Mariah Carey glitter moment? Probably. Um, good luck to her, though. I hope she has fun, because sometimes it's all about having fun. Um, yeah, I mean, if we see 
the trailer come out, you know, next year, and I think it looks interesting, then yeah, I'm going to watch it, but it's definitely not something I'm looking out for. Yeah. I just, maybe this could go to, like, somebody else, this role, you know? <laughs> maybe maybe we could pick somebody else. We'll see. Maybe. Oh, I just reminded myself, actually, speaking of Mariah Carey, um, mm-hmm. she just posted something on Instagram that has the whole internet talking. Did you see it? Her post? No. Wow. Okay. So she posted a photo of like director chairs on a set. One of them said MC for her. One of them said AG and one of them said JH. And it was on like a a music video set. So she is working on like a Christmas concert for Apple TV. And people think the AG stands for Ariana Grande and the JH stands for Jennifer Hudson. Like, they're going to do some sort of, like, a holiday Christmas collab. Okay. I am here for it. Would you listen? I mean... That was a pause. You paused. I mean, I will always have a special place in my heart for, you know, Mariah Carey and her Christmasisms. Thank you. But, you know... Are you kidding me? I'm probably not going to watch it. (laughs) A Mariah Carey, Ariana Grande, Jennifer Hudson collab. This could be like. It's just gonna be. This a, could be a, a moment. Soul, wintry, thank you next. But like, why not? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I'll probably get wrapped up into watching it with you when I see you. When yes. I come home from oh college, yes, yes. We'll be doing that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch by yourself. I'll make you watch it with me. <laughs> okay. Can't wait. All right, guys. Now it's time for the TRM chart check with the Billboard Hot 100. Number one, of course, is Savage Love. <laughs> Actually, it got to number one. It, it got it's to number, number one. one. It's been on um, the charts for the past 17 weeks. I don't get it. it. just now bounced back up to number one, so I don't know what's going on with that. But Congratulations, Jason Derulo. Yes. Okay, all right. Number two is Dynamite by BTS. Um, I haven't heard it. But Don't care. It must be good. <laughs> Number three is WAP by Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion. And to be honest, I'm a little upset it's not on number one. <laughs> <laughs> but number four is Mood by 24K Golden. Okay. Five is Laugh Now, Cry Later hmm. by Drake. Six is Blinding Lights by The Weeknd, which is on its 45th. Whoa. On Billboard. Oh. I know. I know. Okay. Seven is Rockstar by the baby featuring Roddy Rich. Good song, good song, but don't know why it's. Still, I'm over it, yeah. Yeah, don't know why it's still that high up on the charts. Um, eight is I Hope by Gabby Barrett featuring Charlie Poop. Nine is Runnin' by 21 Savage, and ten is Mr. Right Now by 21 Savage. Looks like he just came out with a new album, and some of his songs are already on the charts. All right. Well, that was the Hot 100 Top 10, which there were actually some good changes, because the charts lately don't change a lot, and it irritates me because it's all like the same music over and over and over. I don't like Blackpink, do you? You know, I liked their song with Lady Gaga. Sour Candy was good. That was good. I'm just not like a huge K-pop fan. Me either, yeah. But number three 
three, we have Shoot for the Stars, Aim for the Moon by Pop Smoke. Four is My Life 400 by Young G. Five is Anniversary by Bryson Tiller. Six is Tickets to My Downfall by Machine Gun Kelly. That fell really fast, by the way, because that was at number one last week. It was, and now it's at number six, and you know, I can see why. Nobody really oh. cares about Machine Gun Kelly anymore. Shade. Um, seven is Mama's Boy by Lanny. Eight is Legends Never Die by Juice World. Nine is Top by Young Boy Never Broke Again. And lastly, ten is My Turn by Lil Baby. Now, I don't know who any of these people are. I um, agree. Who <laughs> are these buffoons? I've never heard of many of these artists, and I don't think I've listened to any of these albums. But, but you know what? Good for them. They are charting, so okay. I mean, go get that coin, honey. Get the streams. Do it. Well, that is everything cycling through TRM this week. I think we covered it. It was kind of, it was kind of an eventful week. There was some, there was some tea that went down. Thank you everyone for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at the.rumor.mil. You can follow us on Twitter at TRM Updates. And you can subscribe to our YouTube channel at The Rumor Mill. And don't forget to follow us on our personal host accounts on Instagram. You can find me at trmhost.spencer. And thank you for being my co-host this week. This was a little switch. I enjoyed ya. Thank you so much for having me. It was so good talking to you. I miss you. I know. Come home. I will. I Get home. <laughs> we love you for listening, and we will see you next week. <laughs>